Hey guys, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. Today I have Lewis Huckstep. He's coming over from the other side of the world. He's up at like 4 a.m. for us. So I'm very thankful Lewis is here to talk. And you guys, this is going to be an interesting episode. I have been over the moon excited since I started following Lewis with everything that he posts in regards to a lot of like emotional kind of things. So talking about like recognizing your triggers, honoring your emotions, understanding your emotions, understanding your childhood trauma. And I'm really excited to have him on today. So Lewis, thanks for taking your time to come on my podcast. And can you briefly tell my listeners, like, who are you? What got you into this type of work? Thank you so much for having me first and foremost. And, uh, it's, it's, so I don't, I answer it a little bit differently every time I get the question. So, uh, I guess, um, who I am, you know, in a very short version is I'm someone who loves helping people as cliche as that sounds. Uh, I've been through my own, uh, I guess my own experience. I truly believe that to teach the things that we're passionate about is we, we do experience them ourselves. So if you want to help people, I guess, through, uh, mental and emotional challenges, you've got to go through it yourself. So I certainly fit that bill. And, uh, I went, I had some, I guess some challenging uh, parts of my upbringing. I had some, I had some good ones, like like everyone as well. But I definitely uh, was challenged emotionally, mentally. Uh, I didn't have the guidance that I guess I wanted when I was a young boy, and it made me really passionate about human behavior, communication, emotions, trauma, healing, uh, all the stuff that we were talking about before we started uh, recording this. And uh, it just set me into a it, I guess it set up my path or it laid the path for me to get onto that later on in life. When I got into self-development when I was 18 years old, I got into the fitness industry at the same time. So uh, I guess my business career was uh, was the fitness industry. I was in the fitness industry for seven years. I opened up three gym franchises. So that was the, uh, I guess, my first uh, venture that I went down. Uh, so I owned three gym franchises when I was 22. But when I was doing that, I was coaching a lot of people in the health and fitness space, but uh, for any personal trainers listening to this or who have personal trainers, uh, the personal trainer generally becomes their unofficial therapist. So I'd be training and helping people uh, uh, physically with their food, nutrition, but we'd always end up talking about their life, like what's going on. I can tell you a little bit off today. Is everything okay? What's showing up for you? And so I'd really become their, their unofficial therapist where I'd have some really deep, meaningful conversations with some of my members about, their divorce, about their relationship, about um, them being really emotional and triggered during the day and combining, I guess, the real life experience with the tons of self-education that I've done um, in this space, plus my own personal upbringing, dealing with people, I guess, family members with mental health challenges. I've had suicide in the family. I've had um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. And I guess that, that kind of recipe of uh of of factors has really shaped me into who i am today i absolutely love helping people it is my passion it's my purpose and uh i I make a fair bit of content i think that's how we connected and i um i guess that brings me here to today making a having an epic conversation with you well i i hate hearing anybody has ever struggled but no doubt those struggles have really proved that you are one stronger than them and two they've helped you to better understand people and get you to where you are today so i'm excited to talk about some emotions today because i know a lot of people they're like okay what does this have to do with health right and we know that emotions in itself and unreleased trauma emotions in our bodies can hold us back from healing and hold us back from being our best selves so I want to talk today about identifying emotions, identifying triggers, 
and finding a way to ask the why behind that. So Lewis, do you mind telling my listeners, like, how does this all matter? Why does this all matter? It's a good question. It's uh, it's a very big question. So I always give, I guess, a trigger warning before I even sort of dive into these topics because it's it's not it, it's not a one case fits all. It's not. I've dealt with just to give some examples. I've dealt with people who have been sexually assaulted, physically assaulted, mentally, emotionally, financially. Uh, clients that have had uh, uh, one. I've got one at the moment. Her her partner committed suicide about uh, four or five months ago, and we've we've worked through that. Um, it, it, it trauma. It, let's just even categorize trauma. Trauma is essentially it, once I explain the 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 parts behind it, it's a lopsided perception, and that could be it, there's kind of two general types. So there's one where you call like a climactic experience, where it's a moment in time where it's say uh, in quotations traumatic, like say you're assaulted, you were beaten up, you were abused, you were bullied, you were you were really hurt, and it was kind of like this moment was that traumatic moment. But there's also the other type, which most people don't really, I guess, validate. And that that actually does hold them back a little bit is you might've been a a child where your parents didn't make you feel seen or your parents didn't validate who you were, or you didn't receive the love or affection or the attention that you wanted or needed when you were younger. And over five years, that is traumatic to, to, to a young girl or young boy, or however you identify yourself as. So that's, I guess, trauma is in uh, a very simplified version. I guess the importance of it, as we were speaking before we jumped on this podcast, is whatever you don't heal through will continue to trigger you and show up in your life today, which is, it kind of acts as a double, it's a double-edged sword because I, um, when I work with my clients, I, I tell them like their triggers are their gifts. So whatever triggers you the most will heal you the most because if you've got a wound and let's use one that uh, let's just use a, a simple one that most people will some hopefully some somewhat relate to is like when you get bullied at school. So say for example, you bullied at school for your weight. So say someone says you're fat or you're ugly or you're really skinny or you're really just a, something hurtful around the way that you look and you never heal through that. You just kind of sweep it under the rug or you just kind of bury that deep inside you and you just never, ne- you never think about it or never unpack it. Your mind, because we've got, um, I don't want to go too far into ego today, but we can later maybe, but your ego self will want to avoid tough conversations. So when you eat, because your ego doesn't like pain, it wants to protect you. So say someone was to come up to you and say, hey, look, you're looking a little bit overweight or you're looking really skinny. Is everything okay? Or they just question your weight in general. If If there's a wound there, your ego will probably show up. It will probably trigger you because it's painful and you don't want to talk about it. However, a big, big part of the healing process is putting awareness on those wounds. So it's a double-edged sword where you've got a wound there. Your mind will want to block it out because it doesn't want to put attention on it because it's painful. However, to heal through it, it requires that very attention. So your mind will block it out, but your body doesn't forget the score. There's a great book called that, that your body doesn't forget the score. Oh, I'm such and, a fan of it. And your even though you'll block it out, you will your body will remember the score. It will remember that. So it will trigger you. So that's where if you can learn to just be conscious of your emotions and be conscious of when you're really angry or frustrated or stressed, whatever the emotion is for you, triggers show up, I guess, in very different flavors as I call it. But there's so many different ways it can show up. So if you can just be conscious of when you are triggered, 
and just put that awareness on it by asking some quality questions, which I can share with you guys today. But just being conscious of, holy shit, I'm really stressed right now. I'm really angry right now. I'm really frustrated right now. Where's this coming from? And just asking that initial question followed up by some more questions, get into where it's actually originating from, healing that very wound, and then that trigger won't show up anymore. I'll share a really quick story just to sort of give an example of this. I was playing a board game with a friend of mine and I was using a rubber and he um, he made this real like cringy like noise from it. He's like, Ur. and I was like, oh, I won't swear on this podcast. So I was like, what the F was that, man? What What was that? He's like, I hate rubbers. I'm like, why do you hate rubbers? He's like, I just hate the sound of it. And I looked at it really funny. I was like, man, I can't hear anything. It's just a rubber. And I said, you know this work as well as I do, my friends. Where in your life was there a very traumatic, painful experience that you went through and there was a rubber involved or there was a rubber present? And he looked at me quite funny and then his eyes opened up really, really wide like he'd seen a ghost. And I was like, what, what is it? Tell me what, what, what did you just think of? He's like, I was in year four. I can't remember the teacher's name that he used. I'll use Mr. Smith, but he remembered the teacher's name. He's like, I was in class. I was chewing on a rubber in class. My teacher saw that I was doing this, Mr. Smith. He called me up in front of the entire class and he, like embarrassed me. I cried my eyes out and it was one of the most horrible days of school in my life. So that rubber triggered that feeling in him from whatever, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. And then I said, man, you know this work better than I do. What were the benefits of that experience? He's like, ooh. It took, it took us about five minutes to do it or 10 minutes. And then we got to the point where he's a really great coach. He's, a, he's, he's similar to me. He loves coaching people. And that experience shaped him into being the communicator that he is. It showed him how to make people feel comfortable because he, made to, he was made to feel so uncomfortable. And he wouldn't be the great communicator and coach he is today if it wasn't for that event that he went through. And as soon as we he kind of had that, sort of the light bulb moment, the aha moment, the release, he felt lighter and that rubber didn't trigger him anymore. So that's a very, I guess, simple example or a bit of an odd example more like um, of a rubber. But it's like if you can be conscious of when you're triggered and then follow that vein back to the source of where it's come from, put some awareness on it and ask some quality questions. How has this served me? How has this shaped me? Who else sees me the way that I see this person? How is this? Uh, and there's more ones I can give later, but asking questions like that on the original event of where the wound or the trauma was, I guess, created and heal through that or dissolve through that is the term that I use. And once I guess you've, I guess, unpacked that or dissolved that, that event, then you will no longer be triggered and you'll be a little, you'll just be less volatile during your day. You'll always get triggered because that welcome to life, but you're, um, you're those, events that are getting triggered because of your past will no longer be triggered. So that was a very long answer to your question, but I hope I got, I hope I, I hope I made sense in what I just said. No, 100%. And it's important to recognize that feelings, feelings are not facts, right? And there is always an underlying reason why we're having that feeling and why we're having that emotion and asking ourselves, is this, is this feeling, is this emotion true to my current place and time. Is it valid? Typically it's all always a feeling is always valid, but we want to question the why behind that. Is this a response? Is this a reaction from something else? Are we creating a black and white thinking? Are we making 
our feelings, are we making an image from our past because mm. of our past? Does that, does that make any sense there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Another question I'll add into that as well is, is this my ego self or this is, or is this my authentic self? Because you're, uh, I, I, I absolutely agree with what you just said. Cause if you've got, uh, feelings being triggered by, uh, uh, something in the past is it's, is this coming up from my past or is this, is this real right now? Am right. I, am I, yeah, I absolutely agree. For example, I know like anxiety, sometimes anxiety is the emotional response to a past belief. It doesn't dictate, you know, being truly anxious in this moment and there being danger in this moment. It could be just an emotional past trigger. Mm. Anxiety is a huge topic. I'm happy to dive into that if that's where you want to take this, but I, um, yeah, absolutely. It's a, yeah. Depending if you want to go into that, I can certainly, I don't know if that was a question, but I can certainly dive into Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to make you talk about triggers a little bit, but let's talk about anxiety because my listeners know I struggle with anxiety for a long period of time, came off, came off Zoloft. Um, yep. And I know a lot of people, they deal with a lot of chronic anxiety and there's a lot of root causes of anxiety, but let's talk about how to deal it, deal with it in the moment and how we can better understand ourselves when we get anxious. Beautiful. I guess I, I, I I'll use both. I'll explain what it is and I'll give you a, a really, really effective way just to, I guess, handle it in the moment. So let's trigger. I, I use um, anxiety. Uh, there's two parts I explain to you. Number one is anxiety is a normal emotion. It's very normal. It's fight or flight. Like if we were uh, like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the spare room of my house right now. Um, recording this. If a tiger walked into my room right now, just randomly, just out of nowhere, a saber tooth tiger walked into my room. I would get anxious as hell and I would jump out the window because I'm looking for a way to survive. So anxiety is a very fight or flight. It's allowed us to survive emotion because it stems from a feeling of being unsafe. Now in the wild, that's a good thing. We want to be able to survive, but unlike in the wild millions of years ago is when say the tiger comes, you get anxious, you survive, you fight, fight what is it fight flight or hide and you, then the danger goes away and then the anxiety would turn off as simple as that sounds there's more to it but as simple as that sounds that doesn't happen these days because the anxiety is coming from social media or it's coming from uh it's coming from your past as well which i'll tie into soon but anxiety just as a general sense it's just fight or flight it's for us to survive it's looking for the worst case scenario it wants to keep us safe that's a so just one point on that as well. Stop judging yourself for being anxious. Whatever you judge yourself for, you'll continue to do. So mm -hmm. if you just recognize that there's benefits to being anxious. I get anxious to, to this day still. It's, it does show up in me. I have some, I have good awareness, which I'll, I'll share with you guys now. I ask myself some great questions. I learn, I know how to regulate my breathing, which we'll go through as well. But I just stop judging myself because I guess similar to you, Lacey, is I, I, was, uh, I was really anxious. It's probably my most... If I had to, I guess, uh, color my childhood, uh, color, anxiety was the biggest one for me. Socially anxious, just low confidence, didn't believe in myself. And anxiety was kind of my childhood, to be honest. So it's something that I've really experienced on a very heavy level. Um, and just to take it a bit further, anxiety as well, it is a stacked feeling. So, or a stacked experience, I should say. Let's use a very simplistic example. So say you were younger, and say you witnessed your your father abuse your mother, for an example, and say he was wearing a grey top and black jeans. And say the next day you're walking down the street and you see another gentleman and he's wearing grey 
shirt and black jeans. And he and that reminds you of the original event of when you, your dad abused your mom and that made you anxious because it was you felt unsafe, so anxiety showed up to you. So you see another stimulus, which is not the exact same because he's not your dad, it's a different person, but it's similar enough to trigger that original event, which then triggers that feeling of anxiety. Because your mind, as as amazing as it is, and it's it's allowed us to evolve and survive and, and live a great life, your mind doesn't know the difference between what it sees in reality and what it sees in its own head. So if you are just triggered or thinking about that experience, it's going to feel like it's happening again. So therefore, you're turning on anxiety once again. You're turning on the fight or flight. And let's go a little bit further. The next day, you're walking down the street, you see another gentleman. He's wearing a black top and black jeans. It's a little bit different, but it's similar enough to trigger that original event. If you continue that pattern over five or 10 years, there becomes 50 different stimuluses that trigger that same original event of being unsafe. So that's where if we will tie it back to trauma. I would want to go back to that original event when you did witness your dad abuse your mom and heal through that, dissolve through that tr- that trauma. So then that doesn't trigger you anymore. So that's one way anxiety shows up through being triggered from previous events. But then again, it's going to happen from a normal day-to-day basis. If you right now you're driving, say anyone listening to this as they're driving, say someone cuts you off really quickly and it, in a quite a dangerous way and you might accidentally have a car crash you're probably going to feel anxious because you're looking for the worst case scenario mm-hmm. so anxiety is never going to go away i just want to get that out there some people think it's it's a bad thing to feel like it's fucking normal sorry i wasn't meant to swear but i, it, I just <laughs> it's it's a very normal thing just don't judge yourself if i and i want that to happen if i'm say um any parents out there if your kid is in danger i'm sure you're going to get a little bit anxious and that's going to allow you to look for the worst case scenario and allow you to protect them and allow you to look after them. So in that context, anxiety is a really powerful thing to have. So stop judging yourself because it's going to happen. You're going to get anxious this week, I guarantee it. Something, even if it's for five seconds or for five minutes, you're going to do it. So just be conscious. Ask the questions that you asked actually before, Lacey, was is this coming from something else? Is, there, is this coming from my past or is this just what I'm experiencing right now? So just separate the two and then just learn to deal within the moment. So learn to, so there's five steps I use. So step number one, be conscious that you're emotionally triggered and that can be anxiety because if you're not feeling love or gratitude in that moment, there's a level of emotion that you experience. So if you're feeling a, and picture this, it's easier to stop a snowball when it's just started versus when it's really big and got a lot of momentum. So if you can catch yourself, where as soon as you start to feel a little bit of stress or a little bit of anxiety versus when you're having a mental breakdown, <laughs> it's a lot easier to, to regulate yourself when you've just started the emotional swing. So if you can catch yourself as soon as a little bit of anxiety shows up in your life and then use step number two is regulate your breathing. So step number one, we're going to be conscious that we're a little bit triggered or a little bit emotional. Step number two, we're going to breathe. I use the five, I just use five, five, five. Breathe in for five seconds. You hold it for five seconds and you breathe out for five seconds, five times. So five sets of that. And when you breathe, guys, please aim your breath and your awareness and your attention to the bottom parts of your diaphragm, not your chest. Because again, think of someone having a panic attack 
or an anxiety attack, what are they, what's their breathing like? Is it really slow and deep and strong? It's absolutely not. It's the opposite. It's going, <laughs> it's very shallow, short and fast. So we want really slow, deep breaths into the bottom of our stomach. Step number three is you want to assess the situation as it is, not worse than it is. Because when we are in quotations, high on emotions, just like when you're high on alcohol, you probably see situations different than what they really are. So if you're really emotional and you're not breathing well and you're highly emotional, the sky might be falling when it's just a very insignificant problem. Yeah, I, you'll turn an anthill into a mountain. So you want to regulate your emotions. And then when you're at your baseline again, go back and assess the situation. What's really happening right now? Is the world ending or is just someone calling me a name that I don't agree with? Or is my partner just not responding to me? Or is my, uh, am I just running a little bit late for work? Whatever is causing the anxiety, right? So number one, be conscious. Number two, breathe. Number three, see the situation as it is, not worse than it is. Number four, give it an empowering meaning. Give it something that's empowering because a breakup, could be the worst thing that's ever happened to you or it can be the best thing that's ever happened to you. The difference is the meaning that you give it. A, a great book I would recommend, it's called Man's Search for Meaning. It's Viktor Frankl, this gentleman, he went through a concentration camp in World War II. His brother, his father, his mother and his sister were all killed in a concentration camp. He went through the whole experience of, of a concentration camp. He had one piece of bread to eat for three days. He, if someone was to drop dead on this, I'm, I'm getting a bit graphic here, guys, but World War II, obviously, you're, quite, you're probably familiar with the experience. But if someone was to drop dead next to him, like no one bats an eye, you just keep walking, keep working. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he survived the experience. He was a rare survivor. And he's written a book about it. It's called Manchester Search for Meaning. But he came out the other side of the whole experience with gratitude, with meaning, and with purpose. So Viktor Frankl can go through that experience and put a meaning of gratitude and meaning and purpose on it, then you can do that for anything that you're fucking going through. I guarantee it. And you have the ability to do it as long as you're willing to. So that's number four. It's given an empowering meaning. And then number five, what are you going to do about it? This is actually quite a step that a lot of people miss in the self-help world is they kind of think, let's just be positive, be positive, be positive, be positive, which I see truth in that. But I'd also want to be very practical and real. And if, say, for example, you've got someone in your life who's really toxic and they bully you and they, they call you names and they attack you and they really lower your confidence and they make you feel anxious, yeah, you can breathe and regulate and give it an apparent meaning and feel grateful for it, but you still need to cut this person out. Otherwise, it's going to continue to happen. So number five is you want to take action. You want to take action on whatever's causing you anxiety or causing whatever emotion that's showing up for you so it doesn't continue to trigger you the next time it happens. So whether that's cutting someone off, um, I know quitting a job if you're at a bad job and it's not serving you, finding a different job, whatever the, whatever the stimulus is, you just want to make sure you take action upon whatever's causing that emotion. But yeah, that is my answer. That's my viewpoint on anxiety. So very helpful. I think it's so hard because... There's so many things that people have been through in their lives and we can't say, you know, we can't cover everything. It, it could be something from, you know, maybe your mom called you fat growing up. It could be emotional abuse. It could be, you know, being bullied when you were in maybe elementary school. We don't know what it could be for each person, but what I think is the best thing is to 
always say there is there's a, a valid response. Emotions are always valid response, but they're not always true. So we got to realize, okay, what what is the what is the trigger? Is it you know a certain moment? Is it feeling angry? Is it feeling lonely? Is it somebody saying something about your weight? What's the trigger? What's the emotion? What is the belief? And then are you assuming that that is true or what is really reality? So it's kind of like checking in with yourself to better understand why you are the way that you are. If we better understand why the way that we are, then we can go then understand that and then have really healthy coping mechanisms for when those emotions and those triggers come upon us. Absolutely agree. It's knowing who you are and self-awareness, journaling, meditating, they're all practices that uh, really help with this whole process because, yeah, you've got so many things that you don't, uh, I guess, tie into that a point that I alluded to when I, when I was speaking is your mind will block out the painful experiences. So there's probably things you've been through that you don't even know you went through. So by your body won't forget the score, right? So if you conscious of the triggers, put some awareness on it, journal on it, meditate on it, put, just put awareness on it, question yourself on it, you'll be able to find some... Uh, I just call them opportunities to grow. You'll find some opportunities for you to do some healing and some opportunities for you to grow as a man or a woman. Absolutely love that. Now, before this meeting ends, I definitely want you to talk about the ego because there's something you mentioned about. And you said the ego doesn't like that negativity, I believe. Tell me about the ego here. The ego, there's, um, and just something that I want to, I guess, frame before I, I, I share ego because it's, I've, I've applied this to myself recently is whenever you you believe you learn something from someone, including me right now, you're, you're listening to some random Aussie that you've, you've never met before online on, on, on a, on a podcast. So everything you hear, just always question it for yourself, but also be always open-minded to expand on that belief as well, because I had a huge belief on the ego that I, I guess, subscribed to from a mentor of mine from, about four years ago, but I've recently done some more research and study in the ego and it's evolved my belief on the ego. So what I'm about to share is, I guess, my latest belief on the ego. But just for listeners, don't take this as the be all and end all. Always add, challenge yourself and, and add your own spice and whatever you believe in. So the ego for me, there's kind of two ways I, I describe it. Number one, it is your, it's this self-identity that you've created of who you, in quotations, need to be to be good enough to be loved or to, to, to get the uh, love and attention and affection that you crave. So that's part one. Part two, it is going to avoid things that are painful that challenge that same identity that I just mentioned. So say, for example, you're younger and you learn that by you being really funny or by you, uh, I know, uh, by you achieving, really, I'll use mine as an example. So for me, I learned because I, I craved love from my father and it, I craved it because I didn't get it. But I, through sports, so through rugby in Australia, rugby league, uh, for, uh, for whatever you guys call it over in your country. Uh, so I played rugby league and I, I learned that if I achieved very highly in that sport, I would get love from my dad. So my ego self, made a belief if i achieve highly i get love so then if that doesn't happen i feel like i beat myself up and i don't feel good enough but that's not that i've then created an identity of who i need to be to be good enough which is not true because i'm perfect the way i am regardless of what i achieve 
So there's that option. There's there's that part of the ego there where it's an identity of who you, how, how much money you need to have in your bank account, what bag you need to have, what your body needs to look like, what your relationship has to be like, just all the things that you've come up with, all these uh, like non just unsensible measurements you've come up with that make no sense. You've just come up with it because of your upbringing and because, well, it makes sense because of what you've been through, but there's no, there's no law around it. There's no blueprint. There's no user's manual to you saying you have to do this for you to be good enough. It's just an identity that you've created for yourself of who you need to be to be good enough. And it would have come from your painful experiences growing up. Uh, So there's the identity of the ego and how the ego shows up is it will avoid things that are painful that I mentioned earlier. So again, say you've got a wound or a trauma that you've been through. There's many, uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to get all the traits off the top of my head, but there's a few traits the ego shows up. There's blame, there's justification, there's denial, there's deflection, there's distortion and, and defense as well. I believe there might be one or two that I'm missing. So say again, I'll use weight because most people can relate to it. So say you've got insecurities around your weight, you were bullied, when you're younger, you mentioned one, like maybe your parents say um, just like some passing comments to you that really hurts you. It's like, oh, don't, um, uh, you, you're looking a little bit chunkier or something like that. Like just little comments that can really hurt you when you're younger. And it can really give you those traumatic uh, wounds that, um, that affect you later on in life. So say you've got some wounds or some traumas around your weight. And I'll, if I say came up to you and, and just questioned you or just challenged you on that, say like, hmm, look, you're looking really unhealthy is everything okay if the ego shows up which it probably would it would show up as say denial say it denies it no i don't know what you're talking about i'm really healthy and it just denies it deflection my this is my mum's favorite choice of ego it's uh you'll ask a question and then she'll magically get onto a different topic i'll say i've actually uh, uh confronted my mum about her health back in the day a couple of years ago i'll say hey mum, i'm just curious like um you've signed up to a gym right but I haven't seen you going to it. Are you going to the gym? Are you looking after your health? Just something friendly like that. And she would say, oh, look, Lewis, um, uh, look, I've been thinking about it, but I was just curious, what are we doing on the weekend? And she would just magically change the topic. So she'll deflect the question. She'll get onto a different topic. There's um, other one, distortion. You might make it not as bad as you think. You might be like, look, I, I can understand what you're saying. My weight's probably not the best, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad, is it? And they'll try to make it worse. Um, I guess not as bad as it is. Um, comparison is another form that I didn't mention. You might compare yourself. You look, Lewis. I agree. My weight's not the best, but I'm not as I'm not as overweight as that person over there. So I'm not doing that bad compared to that person. The ego. I guess this the the overall act of the ego is it's trying to avoid that pain. It's trying to avoid the you're right. I've let myself go. Or you're right. My weight's not great. Or you're right. Or there's truth in what you're saying because it just wants to avoid it because it's painful to um, talk about because mm-hmm. uh, as human beings, we are um, evolu- We want to evolve, right? We want to survive. And high levels of pain equates to death. If you have high enough levels of pain for high enough levels of time, we're going to die. So by, I guess, evolution, we want to avoid those painful topics. We want to avoid pain full stop. So that's where if a potential painful conversation which may be coming from a wound of yours if someone was to question you on it or ask you about it or challenge you on it your ego is probably going to come up and show up and again with the right intention and this is the point that i just want to 
hopefully get across is the ego's intention is actually very pure. It's a very good intention. It wants to protect you from pain. However, it's protecting you from the pain, but it's also protecting you from healing. It's protecting you from the growth. So yes, you could say you could just deny or defend or compare or or distort or deflect someone's question Mm -hmm. and save yourself that humiliation or the pain or perceived pain of talking about something that you're insecure about, but you also avoid the healing that comes with putting awareness on that very topic. So that's kind of my viewpoint on the ego. It's, it's a, a, it's an identity you've created for yourself of in quotes who you need to be to be good enough and to get love. And it's also going to show up to avoid things that are painful or perceived to be painful to talk about because it wants to survive and it wants to just avoid pain full stop. So that's my viewpoint on the ego. I absolutely, you, there's so, we could stay on this and I hate that this podcast is so short and we only have a few minutes left because we could just keep diving into this. I know once somebody told me, um, cause I went on this beautiful nature retreat and it was excellent. And she told me the ego isn't real and it's not satisfied by anything. So you have to understand yeah. the ego in order to be able to truly understand yourself. So I absolutely love that. And one more thing that I, I got out of that nature retreat was she said that we are spiritual beings living a human experience. Yes. And so that really is beautiful because it really helps us to truly understand like sometimes the what's and the why is behind what we're thinking and understanding that's not true. Um, Anyways, I've, I've just chatted. I was really excited to have you on this podcast and anything else that you want to tell my listeners, any way that they can like follow you, connect with you. I want to make sure that they can find you. Awesome. Thank you. It's, um, the, there's so many other things that, um, that will show up in someone's journey. There's always, you're always, the journey never ends. I might just add that. Like you're never going to be, some people think it's like you get to a point where you're completely healed and you're just this perfect enlightened being that's never triggered and never anxious and always happy. That's not the case. Like I'm still healing. Like I teach a lot of the things that I use myself and it's things that I probably needed the most when I, when I was at my lowest. So definitely don't feel like you're ever going to quote finish doing the work. Um, it's just always a journey. So that's probably just one thing I would like to add. I guess if anyone would like to ever connect with me, I've got, um, I've got, um, heaps of free resources. I have my own podcast that hopefully I'm going to get you online very soon as well. And, um, but to find me literally anywhere, guys, Lewis Huckstep. So L E W I S H U C K S T E P. If you follow me on YouTube, Instagram and TikTok is probably where I'm most active. I think that's where we connected. Um, and uh, I'm in the process of writing my own book. You've, uh, it, was quite, it was very inspiring seeing that you've got your own as well. Uh, so that's something that I, I'm in the process of doing. That's probably a couple months away, to be honest, but it's uh, something very excited. It's just putting, I guess, my life's work into a book and you've obviously gone through that process yourself. So it's, um, it's awesome. It's actually quite a therapeutic experience that I'm having writing the book. I'm not sure if you had the same experience, but it's, um, yeah, it's actually bringing up a lot of things for me that uh, I'm able to heal through as I write the book, which is really cool. So um, Lewis Huckstep on Instagram, TikTok. I've got a podcast called The Lewis Huckstep Experience. Um, I'm going to be uh, having yourself on there very soon, hopefully. And um, yeah, you can find me there. Connect with me, guys. I've got services. I've got courses. I run workshops. I love helping people. So if you ever even just want to connect, and I, I, I do respond to everyone's messages on Instagram. Sometimes I do definitely take my time to get back to you guys, but if you ever want to connect, if you've got any questions, if even if I can just maybe point you in the right direction, that would that would uh, that would make me happy. Well, thank you so much for your time, Lewis. You guys make sure to follow him and 
Thank you again. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you.